the talk shop. A very good evening to you and welcome to the talk shop on SAFM 104-107. I am Masichaba Mtolo. Before we kick off our show tonight, our sincerest condolences go out to the family and friends of Sheikh Kumwani, who we heard confirmed that he passed away today. Tonight on the talk shop, we'll be talking about viable sources of financial support for entrepreneurs with Kiet van Zeel, co-founder and director at Knife Capital. He also convenes a short course with the UCT Graduate School of Business on early stage investment. At around uh, 7.30 on our mentors feature tonight, we're looking at uh, the... uh, complications related to medical male circumcision and we'll be talking to the CEO of the Center for HIV and AIDS Prevention Studies Dr. Dino Reck. In the second hour of the talk shop tonight we're looking at migration patterns of learners and uh, this follows a study done by the Institute of Race Relations that found that Gauteng and the Western Cape are the preferred destinations of school children. Turugani Ndebele is a researcher at the South African Institute of Race Relations and Tutukani will be filling us in on the rest of that study. We've got a tribute to the great Maya Angelou also coming your way and we'll be talking to Maisha Jenkins, poet and social activist. African Affirmations also coming your way tonight, brought to you by the Iskia Institute. And we wrap up by talking about the Take a Girl Child to Work Day initiative for 2014. And uh, we'll be talking about how uh, the theme specifically, Dream, Believe, Achieve. That is the lineup for the talk shop tonight. I am Masichaba Mkolo. Let's get right into it, talking about uh, viable sources of financial support for entrepreneurs. Now, research shows shows that uh, 84% of small and medium-sized enterprises in, in Africa are unable to access financing, causing the majority of early-stage high-growth organizations to fail early. What is the solution? How do we source different forms of financial support for entrepreneurs? Kiet Fenzel joining us on the line, co-founder and director at Knife Capital. He also convenes a short course with the UCT Graduate School of Business on early stage investment. A very good evening to you, Kiet, and thank you so much for joining us. Welcome onto the talk shop. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, sir. Excellent. Kit, how does early stage investment differ from investment or funding that entrepreneurs are looking for? Well, usually at its early stage, um, it, it's, it's kind of in a different, it, it's not a lifestyle business. So it's not something usually which you kind of have a constant stream of revenue and constant cash flow and you can live out of. It's basically a startup. Um, at that stage, you're still in search of a viable and repeatable business model. And it's quite difficult to convince banks and other funders that, you know, they should back this idea or this plan that's going to be something big rather than showing them a track record, which obviously, um, you know, the banks and those kind of things look for security, they look for sustainability and, and that kind of stuff. So what are we talking here? The entrepreneur already has the idea and is now looking for the funding to germinate the idea into a viable business opportunity. It's kind of it's a, it's a whole mix. I, I uh-huh. think you can box it in between pre pre revenue ideas and post revenue ideas. So early stage businesses, um, com- it's a whole mix of all of those type of things. But yes, generally it, it's a sort of businesses who are less than three kind of years old, sort of less than five employees. And in South Africa, we've got quite a, a big 
um, you know, conglomerate of companies which are on that phase, um, it's quite difficult then to, to scale them up to mm. the next phase, which is to say, how do you actually create jobs? How do you take a company who's got two, two founders, a co-founder with an idea, how do you can kind of focus on the execution and turn this into a business with 10 or 12 employees and a 10 million rand revenue, uh, revenue line? There's a quite differentiate, big differentiator there. But when we look at uh, the initiatives that have been set up by government to support uh, um, entrepreneurship and uh, ensure that there is funding and support for your entrepreneurs and uh, your startup companies, isn't that their focus, the early stage element of the business? It is and it isn't. I mean, you know, one has to sort of, it's a broader question about government, government's role here. I mean, I think they're trying to, to create a playing field where, where various corporates and entrepreneurs and, and those kind of things can play. I mean, there's a lot of different elements to that. But, but yes, I think there, unfortunately, there's a lot of talk about support for entrepreneurs. There's a lot of you know, anyone that, that, that is on a podium would talk about, you know, we need to support small business mm. and we need to kind of focus on job creation and those kind of things. It's obviously much easier to do that on a bigger scale when, when big corporates are, are building new factories or importing or exporting. When you kind of go to, to talk, talk to government about jobs that will be created in two or three years' time, you know, it becomes quite difficult. But, you know, there is quite a lot of support. I mean, there's the Simadisa network looking at, at engaging actively with government and then they have been quite engaging from a SARS perspective and from from a um, you know IP perspective and really looking at intellectual property, sorry, and looking at how to support these businesses. You know, it is quite difficult. Um, but there are more and more initiatives from the corporate side. Enterprise development obviously plays a big role, black economic empowerment in South Africa. So there's a lot of elements to this. But how to actually I mean if you ask any startup, um, you know, this is all great. But if you pull an entrepreneur from the side saying, okay, you, you, you're, you're a founder, you've got a co-founder, you've been going for six months, how's it going? Have you accessed any of this so-called support, you know? Have you got finance? You know, have you got, you know, mentors? Mm. You know, how, mm. How's it going? I mean, those, those entrepreneurs will tell you they've been knocking on doors and they haven't gotten anywhere. We're talking to Kiet van Zell, co-founder and director at Knife Capital, and we're talking about early stage investment. The Talk Shop. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masichaba Mdolo in conversation with Kiet Fanzel, co-founder and director at Knife Capital. He also convenes a short course with the UCT Graduate School of Business on early stage investment. And we're looking at early stage investment uh, and uh, viable sources of financial support for entrepreneurs. We're taking your calls on 0891 or SMS 34701, SMS number is 34701, and SMSs are charged at two rand. Kia, just before the break, you were talking about how entrepreneurs will tell you about all the doors that they've knocked on, um, even utilizing these initiatives by government uh, to support entrepreneurs, but they're not getting anywhere. The constant lament that keeps coming up is that there are no viable business ideas or the business opportunities that people think are opportunities are not really. How true is this? It's uh, totally untrue. Um, I think the, the, the thing we need to focus on, so there's two myths in this sort of ecosystem. Mm. The one is there's no funding available for um, entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial ideas and early stage entrepreneurs. And the other myth 
is that there's there's not enough deal flow. There's not enough um, entrepreneurship entrepreneurs with good ideas to back. You know, South Africa's got fantastic ideas. I mean, we get blown away on a weekly basis with with pitches from entrepreneurs. The problem is a packaging packaging opportunity. So there's the conduit between the so-called angel investors or the venture capitalists or the people who have an appetite for a bit of more risky invest, investment and and obviously patient capital and mentorship capital to kind of get involved and help these businesses grow. The gap between that and entrepreneurs that not doing themselves any favors by, by not doing enough research in terms of how to package this opportunity to, um, to access this type of capital. This is where a course like the UCT um, Find, Make, Grow, Realize um, Venture course you know, that's where those type of things, that's what we try and teach, is to say, right, entrepreneurs, this is what you should be doing to, to increase your chances of success. Mm-hmm. And then also on the other side from, a, from an investor saying, these are the type of things that you should look for and that should be, should be there in a, in a business, even though it's early stage, so that one can increase the chances of actually scaling this up into a really sustainable long-term business. Is venture capitalism a viable option in South Africa? Absolutely. <laughs> I would be, I'd be out of a job if I didn't say so. Mm. But, but yes, I mean, venture capital is this whole concept of taking, um, this, this whole concept of a, of a vested interest, you know. So, you know, you can't just put money behind an entrepreneur of, of, of high growth early stage and then, and then assume that they're going to pay a loan back or they're going to a year or two later. So, so the venture capital is the whole concept of mentorship capital or some, someone is involved in your business with a vested interest. We've got fantastic success stories of, of businesses going going all the way. There is quite a history of, of, of venture capital in South Africa, but unfortunately, it's it's sort of you know it doesn't it's not very layered. So it's a meaning that it's not it's not not much depth behind it. You know, there's, there's sort of isolated instances. There's a couple of fantastic venture capital companies in the country. There's enterprise development funds that do some stuff there. That's that sort of. Um, linked to venture capital, and there's a big angel investor community, um, which, which, if you, anyone watched Dragon's Den or something like that, the so people who are private individuals, high net worth individuals, appetite for risk, they want to get involved, and they usually, those businesses do better, uh, venture, venture backed businesses or angel backed businesses do better than the normal businesses, little startups, because of the fact that you've accessed not only capital, but also skills of, of the investors mm-hmm. and also the networks, which is the most important thing. Sometimes you don't need money. Sometimes you just need a client. But how aware are our entrepreneurs of this option? Because I hear a lot of entrepreneurs who say, yeah, but, you know, it didn't work out with that particular funder because they wanted a bigger stake in my business and I was not willing to give up my businesses yet. Meantime, the business doesn't even exist. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I think it's a lack of, a lack of education all around. So, so you know, we find, I mean, we get about five business plans a day just in, in our inbox, um, and, and four of these business plans should never even be in a venture capital lists inbox. It's, it's totally unfundable um, from, from a perspective of the type of things that AVC would look for. Mm. And those type of things are, you know, a business with a passionate management team with a viable product, a large addressable market for that product, um, you know, something with, which, which can actually grow not only in South Africa but internationally and, and something with a bit of a barrier to entry. So there needs to be some sort of intellectual property or, or you know, you've got to assume that a lo- another entrepreneur right now is working on that exact same idea. How will you execute better than the next guy? So there is a lack of awareness of what's out there, but it's not just about any – venture capital is, 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 could be very bad for, for certain entrepreneurs. You know, if you're a lifestyle business – 
you know, it's much more lower risk. You might might kind of just want to build a business which grows at 10% a year, giving you dividends, leave it for your kids one day, or family business or something like that. You know, then you shouldn't go into this high growth space where people are looking for businesses that grow 30%, 40% year on year. And ultimately, you have to have a strategy of what, why you're building this business. So you might want to, in three or five years' time, exit the business or buy it back from the VC. So you should always have an exit strategy in terms of why do you need this funding, what do you need it for, and how will you actually pay it back. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a reason why it's not venture socialists, but venture capitalists. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, how do we get the venture capitalists together with uh, the right entrepreneurs? Are there spaces available for them? I understand that, uh, you know, the, the short course um, empowers your entrepreneurs to know exactly what to look for and how to package themselves to be attractive to the venture capitalists and for what to look for with regards to the venture capitalists. But how do we get these two people into one space so they can start talking and exploring whether they're suitable for each other or not? I think it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, the answer is a bit more complex than that. It's, it's not actually just getting two people around the table. Mm-hmm. And I think in South Africa there, there is a, this, this whole concept around an ecosystem. You know, so people learning more. I mean, in, in Cape Town there's the Silicon Cape community, there's in Joburg, there's Josie Hub. There's a lot of these sort of communities of entrepreneurs around that have you know, network events and those type of things. But then there's also corporates like Microsoft with their BizSpark program. There's F&B that does stuff through their enterprise development mm. funds. Um, UCT that does education through, through these type of courses. So there's a lot of corporates in South Africa that play the right type of role that link, link up with, UC, with VCs that have close relationships. And, you know, there's sort of this long tail of a value chain of a deal. You know, so by the time we actually look at an entrepreneur to invest in, it's not the first time we've seen him. You know, they've, they've been either mm-hmm. through a course or we've met them through an intervention with a corporate or, 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 or they've met us at a conference. So it's not just about getting the entrepreneur in front of the VC. It's about actually just in, enhancing this whole concept of education, how to um, build a sustainable kind of early-stage ecosystem so that we can create jobs. I mean, ec- economic growth is always in some way linked to knowledge mm. is always linked to education trying to figure these things out and yes if all those people play together at some some point the cream of the deals that should be getting accessing venture capital will rise to the top and you know we've gotten a good eye on those type of entrepreneurs you know so we're not we're not usually surprised by an entrepreneur walking through in, in an office we usually have followed them on twitter or we kind of know that they're previous ventures or we've met them before so it, it is a more complex question answer than that you know and uh, the angel investors, I mean, how prevalent is this method of funding in South Africa? Well, it's actually, in, in most economies, even in the U.S. and the U.K., it's actually much bigger. Um, I think it's up to three times bigger than the um, venture capital investment um, amounts that get invested. In South Africa, it is very prevalent. Um, you know, we've got the whole list of angel investors that we co-invest with ourselves, so venture capitalists and, and angels sometimes co-invest in deals to access a more of a broader network. Maybe it's someone with skills in, in that particular industry. It's better for him to have a million rand or so invested in there. And um, angel investment deals, I mean, the, the SAFCA, the South African Venture Capital Association, did a survey, um, you know, they do sort of every two years a survey on venture capital and found that there's actually a much more active angel investment community in South Africa that people would realize. So what is an angel investor? Mm. It's your uncle, potentially. It's mm. your... 
the mentor, the person that you ask for advice. So the good old saying, if you want, if you want funding, ask for advice, and if you want advice, ask for funding. So basically, people should, entrepreneurs should share their ideas more openly. I mean, not share the secret sauce in terms of the core, you know, what makes it thick, but basically people are too scared holding on to their ideas, not sharing, not, not openly talking about the communities, and that's the way you access. People will say, hang on, you know what, I can introduce you to this person. They might point you in the right direction. And they're not always for funding, but yes, to answer your question, angel investment in South Africa is alive and kicking. We've got many examples of fantastic transactions which have been funded and exited and, and, and yes, obviously there's some failures too. Mm. I was thinking that, that angel investing um, carries a high risk with it. So how then do the angel investors offset this risk for themselves? Well, they're usually an angel investor is a high net worth individual with mm. a balanced um, investment portfolio. So you should absolutely not dig into your bond and take your last um, couple of rands or your granny's retirement fund and invest it behind a high-growth startup business. But if you have stocks and bonds and properties and so forth, it is a good risk allocation element to actually put some of that money into a higher risk, higher return um, investment, alternative investment like venture capital or like a, a high-growth startup. And usually the reason, the way these angels mitigate their risk is typically you invest in something you know uh, uh, the, the industry about. So you might be a semi-retired director of a certain company in a, in a certain industry, and now you get to know a startup or an early-stage business in that industry. You, you know just by one or two things which this guy is doing currently wrong, or a marketing strategy, or maybe you can introduce him to whatever, but you're not going to give him all those, all those answers or that secret to, on how to do it before you own 15% of the business. Um, so you get involved as an angel investor, put in some money. Usually these businesses, they need skills, they need networks, but because it can't really grow organically, you know, these guys need funding to, to, because the window of opportunity is usually quite small. Put in that money, get a stake in the business, and then really get involved in assisting it or, or just making the right introductions. Mm-hmm. But yes, because it's, I mean, the risk and return ratio means that if it fails, it, it fails spectacularly as well. But we're talking here about, uh, you know, these angel investors. Please, can we just make the distinction between the angel investor and a philanthropist? And is there a distinction? Well, it's a fine line, but um, by definition, usually an angel investor is, is doing, is investing for, for profit, you know, so not sort of really um, assisting the companies for without a strategy or without a, an idea of actually having an exit strategy or partnering late, later on down the line with a venture capitalist or a bank or whatever. Um, you know, philanthropists, there are some of those type of angels running around as well, which basically saying, look, I've, I've, I've made a lot of money. I want to give back. I was an entrepreneur once. Mm. I know how hard it is to knock on those doors and get no all the time. So I'm going to take one or two guys under my wing, act more as a mentor, and, and, and help them. And, yeah, if the guys maybe need half a million rand or 100,000 rand here, I might give it to them on more favorable terms, you know. So, so there are, yeah, I think it's, yeah, again, you can't sort of, there is a gray area. You can't distinctly draw the line. But okay. an angel investor is not doing this necessarily for fun. They're doing it for profit. Now, how, you know, you spoke earlier on about the list of uh, angel investors and even uh, venture capitalists that you have who are willing to look at uh, the business ideas that are coming through, high growth 
organizations. Let's uh, point that out. We're talking about high-growth businesses here. But um, how, one, how does one then get access to that particular information? Does one need to sign up with some kind of organization? Do I need to approach Knife Capital? How does it work? Well, uh, it, it's quite, it's, it's a very short list to get a hold of mm. the top venture capitalists in the country. You know, there are a handful. Um, and, uh, you know, there's the South African Venture Capital Association. Most of them are members. members. Um, one can just Google venture, investment, high growth. I mean, all those type of things. Companies like ourselves have a, um, a company acceleration model called Grindstone Accelerator where we take high growth businesses. We take 10 a year through a nine-month acceleration program that's saying we take these businesses, we help them, we assist them with the view of investing in some of them. So there's lots of these type of programs. But the best way to access um, investors or angels or VCs or anyone in this high growth space is to actually plug into the energy and plug into the ecosystem and, 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 the, and the events and the networks. I mean, Joburg has got the, the, the own circuit. Cape Town, every single week, there's a pitching session or a, or a dinner or a, you know, mentorship camp or, a, you know, those type of things. So, you know, as I said, one can, one can just look at something like the Silicon Cape um, initiative and those type of things where we can be, where you can just be part of it, get involved. You know, mm-hmm. we often get people saying, this sounds very attractive what you're doing. How do I build a career in venture capital? How do I actually join your team? And so, well, it's kind of small teams and all the rest of it, but just get out there, get involved, help a startup. Anyone's got skills. I mean, this is, this is a good energy, um, well network, network, network thing. You need not, you're never going to get someone, someone like me saying, here's the list of 160 angel investors that we have on our books, which we do have, by the way. Uh-huh. But I think, I think if, if that list gets out, I'll have 160 <laughs> very rich, very mad people at me, you know, so, so that's, that's not And there goes your get. business. <laughs> you're going to have to, you have to go to the events, have a, have a glass of wine with them and, and you know, shake the tree of it, share your mm-hmm. idea, and you never know who you're talking to. So you always need to be prepared. And the so-called kind of pitch, you always have to have your 30 second, you know, you never know. You're sitting at a, sitting at a braai or at a cocktail. Someone said, so what do you do? You know, what do you do for a living? Don't say, well, you know, I've got this interesting, I can't really tell you about it. It's a startup idea. It's quite a success. You know, I mean, Content marketing, I'm doing this, and by the way, I'm actually raising funding at the moment. I'm looking for about 300,000, whatever. You never know. We're talking about early stage investment with Kiet Fenzel, co-founder and director at Knife Capital. He also convenes a short course with the UCT Graduate School of Business on early stage investment. I understand that you've got some uh, courses, short courses coming up? Yes. Um, so what we've, what we've done is we, we, we structured you know, this whole demystifying the concept of, of early stage investment, you know, so we've with UCP, we sat together about two years ago and developed a course called Find, Make, Grow, Realize, and that's the four stages of, of early stage investment. So find is all about kind of finding lucrative deals, you know, this whole concept of are there ideas out there, if there are ideas out there, how do you package them, how do you pitch, um, all the rest of it. So it's aimed at entrepreneurs and aimed at investors. Mm-hmm. So the next phase is make. So once you now find this idea, the investment process, you know, there's this concept called the due diligence, which is basically another word for, word for homework. How do you value these businesses? Because that's another whole topic we can speak for an evening about, those type of things. I mean, how do you know if I put in 500,000, do I take 10%, do I take 40% of the business? Mm. And then usually we have a networking function that first night. Next morning, after some coffee to shake us up, we go through the growth process. You know, how do you engineer, engineer growth? 
why are you growing the business, how, corporate governance, operational activities, and so forth. And then at the afternoon, we go into the realized phase in terms of why are you growing this business? How do you realize your strategy? Are you doing it from exit and so forth? And then we also sort of, after the course, give 15 um, investment sort of and, and legal templates, you know, so executive employment contracts, business plan templates, those type of pitching documents so that companies, so entrepreneurs and investors can walk away with term sheets and the whole blueprint of, of how to do this deal. You know, so we sort of, in a way, open sourced our intellectual property to say, well, this is how you do it. This is why we're doing it. Spend two days with us. Yeah. And yeah, it's been last year we put 200, 200 people through the course. We're doing one at, in two weeks' time in Johannesburg with, um, in partnership with Microsoft on 11th and 12th of June. Then at the end of June, there's one in Cape Town. And we actually have found an, an, an Africa and demand for it. So we've mm-hmm. done a course in Vintuk and in partnership with Savannah Fund doing one in Nairobi in Kenya in, in, in the end of July. If you'd like more information about the early stage investment short course offered at UCT's Graduate School of Business, visit their website, gsb.uct.ac.za. That's gsb.uct.ac.za. Kit, thank you so much for your time, sir. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Interesting questions and thanks for the discussion. Kit Fenzel, co-founder and director at Knife Capital, also convenes a short course with the UCT Graduate School of Business on early stage investment. We're talking about viable sources of financial support for entrepreneurs, specifically looking at your high growth business ideas and, of course, uh, looking at the early stage investment element. Thank you so much, Kit.